Hey there, it's Susan Bradley, and today we're talking about growing up your business. Sounds crazy, but it's a really valuable step. You have to take it. So today in the podcast, I've got an amazing guest. We're going to talk about how you know when it's time to grow up that business. We're going to talk about the steps you can take to get started on that journey. And most importantly, we're going to talk about how you will feel and what will happen in your business when you do it. So super interesting. This episode is for everyone who would like to make more profit in their business. Buckle up. I'm going to see you on the inside and we'll just get to it. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. So listen, gang, you're going to love this episode because I'm here talking with my good friend, Wendy Batten, who is going to help us understand how we grow up our businesses a little bit. And what I'm talking about really is a changing, like developing yourself from that hobby mindset, entrepreneur, store owner, into more of the CEO of your business. And so, Wendy, I would love it if you just, before we jump in, just say hi to everyone. Tell them a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today, that you can help us grow up our businesses. Hi, everybody. It's uh, such a pleasure to be here. I So it's funny, I've never heard it as grow up your business, but that's exactly what we're doing, right? So, uh, so thank you for the opportunity to be here. I love talking to shop owners and helping them grow up their business, exactly that. So I am a coach and a mentor for creative shop owners. I work with brick and mortar retailers, um, mostly, most of the people that I work with. And the reason that I, or how I ended up getting where I am is because I was a hobbyist (laughs) turned entrepreneur, uh, accidental entrepreneur is what I call myself regularly, Um, you know, from the hobby to the, you know, how, well, this is fun. We could make money at this. And then I had a a DIY studio and a shop, a brick and mortar. I had a franchise and I had a burnout. (laughs) I didn't grow up my business properly at the beginning. And that's um, what, that's actually where it all started. To be honest, I have um, lots of uh, great customers. Business was great. Everything was good, but there was something wrong. There was a, there was something missing. I didn't have my CEO hat on. I wasn't acting like a CEO. I was acting like a hobbyist and it took, um, I, I say burnout, but it was really just like a, I've got to get some, something has to change here. And this was also in year three of my very successful retail business yeah. before I hit the wall. And uh, once I hit the wall and I did the things I needed to do to go from the hobby mindset to, um, you know, uh, to the CEO mindset, because we can't be chief of everything. That's not what CEO means, friends. And that was the problem. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to ask you, that's so good. And I love it that you actually have, like, this is just not high level making stuff up how you understand how these people are all of us are living and feeling and so I'm going to ask you just to dumb this down a bit for us that's why I said grow up your business because I feel like that's that's really kind of the transformation that we're looking for so can you explain to me uh, or us so when somebody's in the hobby mindset what does that person look like 
And then when they transform into the CEO of their business, what does that person look like? What are the things that they're doing and thinking and working on? What's the contrast there? So I think what happens is, you know, when I ask people, do they think of themselves as a CEO? They say yes, right away. Or they think the CEO means some Tesla driving something, something in the, you know, like at a corporate, you know, table. And really the, the, the hobby mindset. And what I mean by that is exactly what I was doing and what I see tons of the retailers that I coach and that I work with doing as well is we have this beautiful shop where we, you know, or this beautiful business, we're the maker, we're the dreamer. We're not lazy. We're not, not workers. We are doers. If you have a business and you're listening to this podcast, because I know what your listeners are like, and I know, you know, your people, they've already done a lot of hard work. So yeah, they're, they're the CEO, but maybe they're not. They're just doing, you know, the idea and the, you know, it's all the customer facing things and the, you know, they're just having fun. It's gorgeous. It's, you know, for me, my retailers, it's opening the shop, it's doing the things, it's ordering the products. It's, you know, it's just all of these ideas, you know, your ideas are going everywhere um, and you're busy being busy, right? We're busy doing all the things. And then as our business grows. And I think that's important. Actually, everybody starts that way. I think most of us do. We all start that way. It fills up your days. Yeah. And it's good. It's, and it's bootstrapping and it's part, and it's part of the, you know, it's part of the things and we learn a lot, right? I mean, I personally, you know, I had to learn what, what, what are the laws of opening a store? And, you know, we learn, we're always learning. We know that, right? So, you know, we learn our trade. We, if we're makers or creatives or whatever it is we're selling or doing or niching into, you know, I work with a lot of passion filled creative shop owners. So, you know, flower shops and bookstores and all, you know, people that are doing things that they love and wanting to serve their people. That's all awesome. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, I was, you know, painting and creating and teaching workshops. And I, it was so wonderful. But <laughs> there comes a time when you need to be the CEO. <laughs> and that is the different hat. And that has a different, you know, a different role. And that's the next level, really. And not, none of us are, I don't think any of us have all the skills that we need to do all the things. I mean, I, I have coaching still, you have coaching still, we're still always learning, we're always self-developing. And the next step, I think, after you have your ideas or maybe getting open is making sure that you step into that CEO role. And what that role is, <laughs> it's the no person. That's what I always joke about. It. That's the person that is studying the metrics, which I know you'll love to hear and like looking at the numbers and making big vision plans and like, you know, the long-term plans and it being the boss, right? Maybe, you know, delegating, learning to delegate. Hello. That's something a lot of us don't do. Right. So as your business grows, you need a CEO. You need somebody to run these things through. You need to have, those are the two roles that have got to be filled in your business. I call it front of the house and the back of the house. So all of the forward facing lovely things that we love to do, the hobby stuff, the, you know, the, the, the creative things, the ideas and all of those beautiful things like, oh, we should buy a chandelier for the shop and oh, we should do this and oh, we could buy pretty. And then you have to have the CEO job. Most of us are not in a position to actually have <laughs> that job hired out, if you will, you know, but if you can, that's great too. But, you know, you want to be the leader and the visionary and the boss. And when you get into that mindset, and when you start running everything through the CEO, everything has to go through the CEO, the CEO is the one who's get you, get you stay, you know, staying in line. And, and it's the same, we're the same purpose. My, my, 
retailers laugh because I always call it the puppet show. It's like the creative and the hobbyist and, you know, whatever it has to run everything through the CEO, like everything has to go through the two roles because that's the only way we can, you know, just have success really, truly. It's the only way we can. And I know that you'll, <laughs> you and I will buy, you will buy into this because you're the metrics girl. I was always that front of house, really warm, fuzzy. You know, I like, I loved all the things about all my people but I wasn't doing the metrics and the number and the CEO work, which I know you teach and uh, you know, you're so good at um, helping people with as well. But shop owners need to have both roles. And none of us have all those roles. I don't know. They don't come naturally. Every yeah. single one of those roles come naturally to us. So this is also where you learn to be the CEO. And I will tell you, when you become the CEO and you're going to get, there's just so many things. There's so, there's so many returns on this. It's just incredible. Okay, let's talk for a minute. I just want to uh, make sure that everybody's super clear. So when you are starting, it's really normal to just like love all the things you do, see opportunity everywhere, um, you know, just keep working, like just keep working at growing this business. And so when you say hit the wall, or you get in in year three, that happened to you, I think that is super common yeah. uh, that it happens to people. How do you start feeling? Like you must start feeling a little bit. <sighs> so, so I'll, can, I'll share my story if you want. Yeah. Like a little, I'll, I'll share a, a fat story really thin. <laughs> my, my story is my shop was really busy and I was building the community. I was making money. I was, um, you know, like there was a good income there. I was working all of the hours in the world, though it felt like, you know, and I love, I loved it though. I loved, loved, loved. I had like customers like that just, I just adored my customers. I, you know, everything was great. Everything was great. Everything was great. Everything's fine. But I wasn't, you know, in hindsight, I guess. And in hindsight, I was just, it's just, I wasn't planning ahead. I was just so busy being busy and I wasn't seeing the money, even though there was lots of money in the till, (laughs) this is a really common thing. It's like, where's the money going? Like, you know, it was like, and I know that, that I know you get that from retail as well too, but you know, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have, and then honestly, uh, the truth, the truth of this is people used to say to me, Oh, you should, um, you should have a strategic plan or, you know, or I would read, you know, how to like, I don't know, go to a chamber of commerce meeting and they'd be like talking about, you know, uh, what, what the heck is that? I don't even know what that is. Like, I didn't know how to get that help or, you know, who has time to sit down. I didn't understand that side of my business. I did have an accountant because some people say, you know, well, didn't you have an accountant and money? Well, my accountant was a guy who asked for numbers once a year. Right. I didn't know how to have the financial conversations with my accountant. I didn't understand. And I'm going to also say that this, you know, this wasn't my first business. I had had other businesses. My first business solo business was a coffee shop. I ran that for several years. And again, wasn't a very good CEO there, but you burn out if you don't have a plan, if you're not looking at the profits. I didn't know all of the things. I was just a a doer and I'm not stupid. I'm like, you know, I've got lots going on, but I just didn't know where to go to get help. I didn't know what help to ask for from my accountant and my bookkeeper. I didn't understand. I just didn't understand what I should be doing. And I didn't take the time to stop and look at it until it was too late. And by too late, what happened to me was uh, my daughter moved to New Zealand, but I only had a few weeks notice before she was moving. And I was in this big turning ball of busy, like the shop is busy and we have workshops coming up and there's all these things happening. And oh my gosh, I got an inventory coming in. And I have three weeks to spend with my daughter that I adore. 
Oh, this always makes me cry. But, you know, it's like, I was like, this is not why I started a business, right? And this is not like, this is not life if I can't take a few days off. And I don't know. And I felt like everything in my world was consumed by my business. Right. And everything so- was consumed by my business. And I didn't see what, so I, I hit the wall. I closed the doors for a couple of days and I, wow. I hit the wall. Yeah, I hit the wall. And I really didn't. And fast forward, I decided I needed to make a change, right? That was like the heart attack. Not really, but you know what I mean? That yeah. was like the, mo- I was okay. like, this does not, this does not, this is not all computing. And um, I was doing other things for other people as well, too. I was working for a lot of my paint brands and a lot of companies. I was working for brands. I was a, I was a, you know, their, their retail care expert and all I was doing this for a lot of people. And I just felt like, okay, we need to get help. So I started trying to figure it out. I hired some coaches. I piecemealed a bunch of coaches together. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, you know, put all these things. You were and- looking for relief, right? Is that right? Saying, I don't yeah. ever want to be in this position again. Looking for relief is exactly what it was. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it took a, you know, it took literally, and then I had a customer say to me one day when I came back after Laura left, I had a customer say to me, are you happy? And I was like, Oh, I'm fine. And don't let for a minute, don't for a minute think that people don't see this fake smile on your face. Cause I was happy. I was loving what I was doing, but it was slowly sucking the life out of me. So it took my daughter leaving and me realizing that this is crazy. This is not, you know, this is not what I started my business for. Because we deserve deserve more than that. I had a beautiful business and it was super successful. It was doing really good, but what is success, right? Success wasn't Wendy working 24 hours a day and just in this whatever. So when I, so again, I just learned to be the CEO and I did some, you know, a lot of coaching and you know what, it was all, I invested in myself. I invested in my time and learning. And I, you know, I did a lot of things. I took my first business course. I just did the things. I just realized this is what I need to do. And the line that I use a lot is, um, or I, you know, I think about a lot is, you know, that you can't, who, who do I need to, who do I need to become? Or, you know, I, I don't know that saying or whatever, who do I need to become? Or what do I need to do today to become the person I want to be? And that's where I started asking my questions. What do I need to learn? Well, I need to take control of these, this business. So I did that. I became the CEO. I bought a hat that said CEO. I still wear it once in a while. But anyway, <laughs> okay. I learned the things. So that's the difference, right? When I was just running it as a hobbyist versus yeah. really understanding that I needed to be that back end person saying, you know, looking at the numbers. Okay. So is it really a transition if we talk about that from having a business that actually consumes you, yep. uh, even though it might be fun and successful, and transitioning to a business that serves you, that the, the, the business is an entity, mm-hmm. I have to make it work for me, but I also have to start making decisions uh, for the that are the best thing for the business rather than, oh, yeah, you want me to do that? Yeah, I could do that. Like it's that I have to make decisions for the business. Is that does that make sense? Is that what that, I'm hearing? That, that was a huge part of it. Yeah, okay. business, the business decision. So, and that is a huge part of it. I see that transformation in my retailers all the okay. time. I actually like it's like maybe calling your business your baby. I hate that term. I used to do it, but it's like you know what? And a very good example is that I grew my business. It became very successful. And it was my business. Oh, and that's what we all think, right? So this is part of the CEO thing, right? Well, what's the best decision for this business? The truth was, as fast forward again, I 
we were making great profits. I had a life. I started doing other things. I was doing, people were like, how'd you do that? I started coaching. I was like, this is all that, you know, I made a decision to franchise my business. And had you said that to me back then, I would have been like, oh no, this is my business. And I mean, I was teaching workshops and teaching creatives and I was, you know, it's me, it's all about me. And a lot of us think that way about our business, but it doesn't have to be, right? The only one who can do it. I'm the only one, you know, that starts with, I'm the only one that can open the shop every day, (laughs) which is crazy, right? I'm the only one that's just, you know, that's just our ego talking sometimes. But when I started really digging into the CEO stuff, I, again, make, I was not coming into work every day. I was, I hired more staff so that I could do that higher level CEO work, right? So that I could do the planning and the organizing. Well, now the business doesn't need me 24 seven because I'm doing other things. And, or I started taking days off before we were just talking about, you know, I, I would be able to leave and take vacation and go places. And those things didn't seem possible back to the Wendy before she became a CEO, like past Wendy, you know, just would never have thought that possible. Franchising my business and going coaching full time and allowing and having somebody else like that was crazy pants. <laughs> it just, you know, it just seemed yeah. crazy pants, but it wasn't. We had made decisions for the business. And you're absolutely right. We have to look at that business as a business decision. And, you know, there's still heart and soul. And, in, you know, and I, I can hear, I can hear through the, through the podcast waves. You know, I can hear people say, oh, well, no one else can make my jewelry or no one else can, you know, um, run my e-commerce shop or no one else can run my business, but that is, that's not the ultimate goal. But I, I want you to open up your mind and think of, you know what, it is possible. You know, you can sell your creative business, you can do things. And what are you doing your business for if you're not to growing it to, you know, what is the ultimate goal? Um, and it, again, it's all comes from all the decisions we make are based on profit. Yeah. With our heart still attached, you know, those all of those decisions from the front of the house people, that creative, that awesome person that was the hobbyist can, is still there. She's working with the CEO, you know. Okay, like, I want to ask you some questions. Yeah. Just to yeah. be clear for our people, like, let's think about our people who mm-hmm. are uh, listening to this and they are feeling a little bit like you were before you uh, hit the wall and decided to figure out how to be the CEO of your business. And so if you were talking to one of them now, say it's someone who makes something that they sell on their website. And so they're the maker, they're the shipper, they're the the sourcer, they're sourcing things, they're the customer service person. They have money in their bank account. So they are doing some bank account accounting. They might get it like you have an accountant that they give numbers to once a year. So say you're talking to that person and they're getting to the point where they're burning the midnight oil, doing all these things. Um, What are the first steps they would take? Like you can't obviously take this transformation in a week, but what are the first things they should look at doing to kind of move towards that uh, CEO role? What would you recommend? So my first, (laughs) the first step is thought. Like it's how we think of ourselves. I know that sounds yeah, no, I agree. right or whatever, but you know, if we have a hobby mindset, we will have a hobby paycheck and a hobby business forever. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want. So the first thing is I always tell people you gotta sit up a little bit taller and you have to start really taking this as a business. And then again, I get a lot of feedback and they're like, Well, I take it as a business, but you know, the first so the first step is is this a business or is it a hobby? And again. 
that's something you have everybody has to decide if they want to go what do i want my for me the first step was what what is what is not my end game i'm not really good with end game because i would never have predicted that i would be running a coaching groups you know and all you know like you just yeah and i i think there's room for open whatever but really what do i want in the next year for my business right for for, for this business what, what do i like yeah. What does this look like? How many hours am I working? What am I doing? How can I get there? So my first steps were, and I could just tell you what my first steps were and, and what I, when I just enough is enough line in the sand, you know, do I have to be doing all of these things? And a lot of, we go to this and I, and I hear it, uh, you know, I hear it with, uh, Every everybody, I hear with every self-employed person that I know, I can't afford to hire help. Yes, that's what and I that's BS in my opinion. I'm gonna I call BS on that because so even if your first hire, if you're a store owner, if you're brick and mortar, and your first hire is someone to come in and clean your shop, so you don't have to do it. The CEO should not be cleaning the shop. So we have different levels of work. So I started brain dumping like, what do I do all day? Mm-hmm. Okay, what do there, I do? that's a great place to start. What, so number what one, do you decide do all day? on. Number two, figure out what the heck you're spending all your time on. Really good. Yeah, it's really, it's really. And then the third thing for so with that, I like you know what are and okay, we break things down. And when I coach people, I break them down. It's like what are the and I rounding down. What are the ten dollar an hour jobs and what are the hundred dollar yeah. an hour jobs? So when you look at that list it's very clear where you should be spending your time. So yes, I need to do a lot of this front of the, and that's what you run through the CEO and the CEO is like, you know, you're right. Let's, let's hire out some of these $10 an hour jobs. I work with a lot of retailers that um, will hire people just to come in and maybe ship. (laughs) You can hire some young people to come in and ship. So this is your, you know, this is a great step. So think, don't, limit yourself and think you can't hire, you know, or clean or do or prep or whatever it is they can do. The second thing is um, when we're thinking of, or the third thing, so <laughs> our third step on all of this is who, who can I reach out to? Who can help me? Who can I invest in? And it might be listening to podcasts. It might be reading a book. It might be hiring. You have to invest in your personal development. You have to get out of your box. You have to get out of your own way. You have to become that person that, you know, you know, if I want to be that person, what do I got to do? You know, how do I have to show up to do that? And it it sounds, again, it's really simplified. I'm not trying to simplify it, but you are the person. So I don't know anything about Shopify. And I am adding a side gig to my business to, uh, to a creative business that we're running that we're opening for my husband's photography, and we want to add a Shopify site. Well, who can help me with that? How can I leapfrog through all this stuff? A, A CEO is not trying to figure out all the tech themselves, they are, you know, they are either going to get the help or they are going to, and your ROI on that is so big. I'm going about that. I'm going right to Susan to get my, to get my, like, what do I need to know about Shopify? What do I, you know, what am I doing? So my retailers, you know, they come to me, they're like, what do I need to know? Like about merchandising or whatever it is. Like we like find the people that can help you. And again, might just be listening to a podcast, might be hiring, might be jumping in a group. It might be getting into a mastermind. I mean, we all, that's what I did. So I did those three steps and that's how baby steps and you grow. And one thing I asked myself was what is my skills gap? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So that is, that helps me find the who, like who can help, what is my skills gap and how can I yeah. leapfrog through it? You know what? DIYing your business is a not smart. And I, 
think we all have a tendency yeah. as this, you know, um, self-employed. We're scared. We're it's a badge of honor too, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's yeah. a badge of honor. Like I did it. No, it's not. It's not a badge of honor. Yeah, so, I have, yeah. I'm shameless because I totally hire from my skills gap. But it's more like, wow, well, I, I might rip all my hair out if I have to learn these things that I'm not. But skills, but, but identifying is the first step, right? So, you know, I hire out my bookkeeping. I used to do my bookkeeping. And my zone of genius is not spending every Sunday morning sitting there putting QuickBooks stuff into play. I'm sorry. Uh, that is not, I am like way <laughs> I am way better. So hiring again, what's my skills gap or what's my time gap or what's my whatever gap, right? We have to find the people that can either do yeah. it for us or we learn how to do it or, and again, I still believe we all need to kind of learn a little bit about a lot. Like I don't need to know all the things, but I do need to have enough information that makes me dangerous so that I can know what I can hire out so that I'm not relying on other people. Yeah to do everything, but leapfrog, stop DIYing all your business. That was my problem. I was DIYing everything. That learning curve too. Yeah. Like really leapfrog, leapfrog. You know, we, you know, we often say in my group, you know, we often say, um, you know, we're, we're, we're reducing, you know, decades into days or hours or whatever. So we're taking other people's like decades worth of information and we're just squishing it right down. I'm like, all right, thank you very much. Off we go. What you say is the number one benefit of taking the time, baby stepping your way through this process. But once you have arrived, what would you say the number one benefit people experience when they do that? What's that ROI really? The ROI is truly profits (laughs) and and or or seeing like what you need to get, you know, seeing that, you know, that vision that you had at that end of that first year or whatever that year that you started putting these things you know and again we want to see we want to see that it's not all about the money it's also about the time maybe success to you looks like working two days a week and having other people run your business or maybe it's you know taking a month off or whatever but what's that ROI it's confidence to be able to do so I always say there's three ROIs there's courage there's profits and there's control and the courage to be more confident, you know, and we're yeah. more with, when we're con- when we're courageous, we're confident. And when we're confident, we're more courageous. I can't figure out what comes first, but yeah. you know, and that makes us, you know, ask for things we want, hire the people, say no to things, say yes to things, have to dis- make better decisions. When your CEO hat is on, you make better decisions. You make profit-based decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And you make time-based decisions. So you get more money, uh, not more money, more like success or more, at the end of the day, it's what we want. It, you know, it's it's yeah. balancing. We can't have a business. I always say we don't have a business if we don't have profits. So we talk a lot about profits again in my world. But, you know, and we also control. I can control my time. I can control my profits. I can control my destiny. Um, it's not just me. Hit, you know, when I was telling you that I was just busy being busy in my shop, and I see that so often. I see retailers just like, I, I yeah, see. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I didn't get it done. Yeah. And it's just, you know, we're so busy with the busy work. We're not doing the CEO level right. work. So, you so know, good. again, yeah. So good. Yeah, so Listen, I, yeah. I just want to recap for everybody because um, I think it's a super valuable lesson that you're teaching here today. And so when you get to that place and it happens to all of us, and it's actually a sign that you're growing and you're successful. True. And you get to that place where you have no choice. So I think I think it does. So for me, you know, and I see this in a lot of my retailers, and then you're super proud of yourself after and don't forget to celebrate that too. But you know, okay. but really, but it's really, um, it's a it really feels good as you grow. And as you move those, 
I don't know, it's not even just skills gaps as you, you know, as you expand your world and, mm-hmm. you know, step into the, it's all uncomfortable too. It's not, it's not, it's not always comfortable, but that's, we're used to that, right? We have yeah. to keep doing things. Yeah. Yes. So, so when you get there, here's what I I'm taking for our conversation. First of all, is you have to say, okay, I'm stepping outside of this and I'm going to decide what I want this to look like. What do I yeah. need from it? What do I need to be paid? How many hours am I going to work? What is it all going to look like? What in my perfect world? Right. We call that a painted picture. I don't know if you've ever heard the painted picture. Like, what does my world yeah. look like one year from now? And how do I get there? Yeah. Then the second thing you do is you have to, as the employee or the CEO, you have to do a dump of all the things you do. And you really have to analyze that and break it down. I talk about this too. So interesting. I say, what are the $15 an hour jobs? Oh, yeah. Well, that's probably what I just. I think I'm old fashioned, but you're right. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, don't think you can hire funny. anybody for 10 Yes, but it so is right. You have to really yeah. like put a value on those jobs that you do. And yeah, you have absolutely. to separate yourself from the fact that you're the only one that can do it too. And then the third step you said is who is who can do these jobs that are really low value jobs and think about your gap in skills. So when I think about things like our people might experience is maybe the first thing, maybe you can't hire someone for shipping yet because you're shipping out of your home, but you can hire someone for social media. You can hire someone for customer service. You can hire someone to uh, talk to like, like to be the one who talks to all the suppliers to bring in all your raw materials or reorder stuff. There's people that you can hire to do those things. And so you have to figure out. There's so many jobs you can hire out. There's so many things that we don't think about. And and that's where actually even having your community, you know, ask if you belong to a community, if you're in Susan's community or my community or wherever you are, ask people, what, you know, what do you have hired out? Yeah. So I'd also like to say that, you know, that, also goes to your home support as well too. So maybe you do have to clean, you know, maybe I need to invest in a housekeeper for my, and I just say that because I just have a lot of retailers that they don't think of that. Right. But if I could hire a housekeeper, that would just take that extra burden of me feeling like a less than mom, you know, we all yeah. felt that, you know, we're just, yeah. you know, so I, there are lots of jobs, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we do. Part of the whole picture. Of the who, yeah, yeah. And part of that uh, anxiety that builds as you get busier and busier and busier, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, so, this was so good. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for this. Thank you for having us. I, I love, I love, I love chatting with you. <laughs> so you too. So yeah. tell me where, uh, I know you're in the inner circle. So if members are listening, they can simply tag you and ask you, but for our audience as a whole, where can they uh, learn more about you? Where can they uh, go to, to learn a little bit more about the strategies that you teach? Those softer skills. Yeah, (laughs) the softer stuff. Yeah. So I am, you can find me at wendybatten.com. And I've put a little um, uh, page together for your listeners as well. So it's wendybatten.com slash CEO. And it's just, I have a a few little documents there that are uh, just easy to follow through. Some of the habits that a CEO might want. We have a, you know, blog post put together on 10 habits. I also um, have a podcast called the Creative Shop Talk Podcast, which Susan's been on. And we uh, do talk a lot about the role of a CEO in independent self-employed businesses, you know, so we help... um, 
yeah, I, you can join me there. But yeah, you can find okay. me at wendybatten.com. So, but I think what you just said is if they go to wendybatten.com forward slash CEO, you have a yeah. little package of thing, tools. Or right. So I put all my CEO stuff in there for yeah, you. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. So guys, just, go grab just for that. you guys. Yeah, yeah, go grab that. If you have questions about it, and you're an inner circle member, you can ask Wendy yourself. I'm sure she will answer you. Yeah, it, thank, thank, thank you for having me here. I really want to encourage we all have that power to be, you know, we all can be a confident CEO. And I have seen like, retailers crying, not thinking of themselves that way. So I really like just we need to go from that hobby mindset. And then when you step into that role of the CEO, whatever that looks like, sometimes it's not CEO, sometimes it's like head honcho, queen bee, whatever you want to call yourself, right? You know, you're going to stand taller, you're going to feel more confident, you're going to make better decisions and, uh, and make better decisions. I don't know, in everything that you do, it just feels good. And we, it, we all deserve that. And you are all we're all capable of it. So I just don't want people to feel like they're alone. And that's just for yeah. other people, because it's not it's for all of us, no matter what level you're at, no matter yeah. what type of business you have. And it is empowering. And, you know, I, imagine just take a minute and imagine, you know, what it would feel like, you know, uh, if you could just do a little, how encouraged you'd be if you just took the first step, that next step, you know, and how you can empower yourself to just do that. I don't know. I just like to share that a little bit. So. Oh, thank you. Okay. That's so good. I agree. Just to feel better. Yeah. Just to feel better, to not feel like, well, one wrong move and this is all going in the toilet, that feeling. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're on a treadmill. A lot of us are on a treadmill and yeah. we feel like we're on the treadmill, but I, there is so much on, on the other on the side other of the side. treadmill yeah there's so much so I just want to encourage everybody and everybody has the power to do that and you know again what is the famous Jim Rowan um, you know in, uh, income sel seldom exceeds personal development so it's up to us to you know do that we can do it yeah thank you so, so much so listen pleasure. gang thank you go on to I'll put it in the show notes go to wendybatten.com forward slash CEO grab the little package of tips and tricks if you're in the inner circle, come say hi. Tell us what you're doing to move towards being the CEO of your business. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way and you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one -on -one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.